Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. The round table of one you are going to enjoy. Trey John Cotton, cornerback, transfer into the University of Montana. Great story, great leader. Already here in Missoula and in Western Montana. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. Outstanding to be with you. Uh, if you would like to participate in the show, we would love to have you. 361 3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You can also listen live on the stream. The stream is available all the time. 1029ESPN.com. You check the stream out. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you missed anything, in the first hour of the show, you can give it a listen on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and listen to uh, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast wherever you get your podcast. Quickly, Coulter, before we get into the roundtable, just an update. Again, Montana State down three with nine-tenths of a second to go. Xavier Bishop fouled on a three-pointer, hit all three free throws. The game ends up in overtime. Montana State nearly got the tip, turnover, and score with that Nine-tenths of a second <laughs> remaining uh, uh, in regulation to, to end it. Anyway, we are in overtime, and right now Pacific, a one-point advantage, 68-67, with a minute 40 left in the first overtime. So we will update you on that as we're able. But now it is time for our ESPN Roundtable. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls and Coulter. We had the uh, really great fortune of uh, tracking down Trajan Cotton. He has not yet played a football game at the University of Montana, and yet his impact is already being felt for the Grizzlies, both on and off the field. And a kid uh, from from California, 
went to Oregon State to play in the Pac-12. And then, by his own admission, just wanted to play for a winner. Been through three coaches in his, you know, couple of years there at Oregon State, and uh, you know, was uh, a re- you know, he was recruited by Montana early on, and decided, yeah, this is where he wants to go, and ends up being one of two cornerbacks from Oregon State that land with the Grizzlies in this offseason via transfer, or last offseason, I guess, as it were. Indeed, um, two different coaching changes at Oregon State over the last several years, right. so uh, sort of a changing of the guard. But also, uh, condolences to those guys because not only did Omar Hicksono and Trey John Cotton end up at the University of Montana, Jeffrey Manning also ended up at Montana State. But John Rushing, who was the, a longtime defensive backs coach yes. at multiple levels of football, including with the Green Bay Packers for a moment in time, but he yep. was the DB's coach that recruited all three of those young men to Oregon State, abruptly died. He was only 47 or 48 years old. So I'm sure that was something that hit really close to home for all those, all three of those guys yeah. because they all came to play for John Rushing at Oregon State. But here nor there, the inspiration for us getting Trajan Cotton on the show was his essay that he wrote in the Montanan magazine. Right. And I will post that on Twitter right now. But at Voices of the Moment, they let about half a dozen African-American athletes from the University of Montana write essays about their experience of what it's like being black in America, what it's like being black in Montana. I thought Trajan Cotton's was particularly striking. You can check it out on Twitter at SkylineSportsMT.com or at 1029ESPN.com. But that was sort of the impetus to get this, but we also learned a lot about Trajan Cotton, his football life, and his life in general. Here you go. The ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls. We go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, and we are very happy to welcome in a transfer to the University of Montana football team, a cornerback from Oregon State, Trey John Cotton, joining us. Trey John, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. You know, just in the house right now, trying to stay warm. <laughs> it, it, it's getting to be that type of kind of time of season, isn't it? Where you try and uh, uh, hunker down a little bit and lay low. You guys finish up fall ball just now. Generally, this time of year, we get into what is the sort of uh, a legendary, depending on what your perspective is, winter conditioning of Coach Hauk and, and all of that. But what is this this <laughs> upcoming sort of winter? You finish up school next week. You have this long school break after Thanksgiving. What's it look like from a foot? standpoint for you and the team here coming up uh well right now we're just working out uh we're just running and lifting and that doesn't end until the 25th and then they're sending us home we get we're, we're going home all the way until january so hopefully people on the team just you know just keep doing their work keep doing what they're supposed to be doing i think we'll be good for january What's been the biggest uh, maybe surprises for you joining the University of Montana football program? I mean, compare and contrast for what you were going through at Oregon State. I mean, I know that a Pac-12 program, one that's kind of rebuilding. Now you come into Montana, a national contender, you know, top 10 team. So just compare and contrast the two programs. And what's the transition been like for you these last, you know, 9, 10, 11 months? Uh, the transition's been pretty good, you know. The first thing I really realized when I got here to Montana was just how, about my teammates, just how hard they worked. You know, like, there's no complaining. The workouts are, are a little more physical, you know, and um, and they just, they just get straight to work, you know, and that's something real different because Oregon State, you know, it's kind of Pac-12. It, it's really more about speed and, and agility here. It's pretty much just being big and strong. And um, I feel like I could bring both of those. You know, I got the speed and stuff from Oregon State. And and now I'm I'm building my muscle up now, so I think uh, I really love our strength and conditioning program that Coach Nicholson put together. I think that that's pretty much the biggest 
the biggest pretty much change that I see coming coming here. That the difference between speed and agility and then strength, and like you're talking about, how does that play into then the position change? Because I know that you were a safety in high school. I know you played primarily safety at Oregon State, but now moving to corner. So how do you balance the you know staying fast, staying agile, like you need to be at corner at any level of football, but also getting bigger and stronger? And what's that transition been like for you, kind of uh, maybe acclimating to a new position? Uh, yeah, I played uh, corner and safety at Oregon State. Uh, my last spring ball there, uh, they switched me to corner. So I was repping that, like, right before I left. So it, it, it was pretty good, like, going against guys like Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Tyjon Lindsay, you know, at Oregon State. So it, it really made me made me real, real better. And then coming here, coming straight to corner, um, I feel comfortable now. You know what I mean? I, I like the corner position. I think I, I'm going to do good things at it. Uh, having a good coach like Coach Cox. He's definitely working on my technique and the little things that I need help on. And um, I think with Coach Nicholson's weight program, I'm just getting bigger and stronger. And a big, strong corner that could tackle, that could cover, I mean, that's scary. That is scary. And it's scary in a good way, absolutely. Trey John Cotton yeah. joining us, transfer from Oregon State uh, by way of Sacramento, California. i got a couple questions for you about that. You went to Intercom High School in Sacramento, California. And on the I-5 corridor, you know, kids that grow up there, kids that grow, uh, grow up playing sports, you know, are generally thinking about the Pac-12. And obviously you went to Oregon State coming out of high school. But Sacramento State is obviously there. They're in the Big Sky Conference for football. What sort of perspective, mm-hmm. if any, you're thinking about – you know, a school like Sacramento State, did you have growing up in the city of Sacramento, though, you know, not going there for school? Does, was that something that was ever on the radar growing up in that city? Not really. Yeah. Sac- Sacramento State, back when I was in high school, they were a good program. Like, uh, a lot of, like, my friends and stuff went to Sacramento State. So they were a good program. But I, I kind of just always imagined, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten kind of going big, you know. But the Sac State program is a great program. And when I was in the portal, they reached out. And it, it was kind of hard to say no. But, you know, I, I, I kind of I like different. So staying at home in Sacramento, I don't know. That, that's, too, that's too close to home to me. Right. So then and then the other question is, when you did enter the portal, what was it ultimately about the University of Montana where you said, yeah, this is where I want to go play? Uh, well, pretty much Coach Howe. Coach Houck is a great coach, uh, and coming from a program like Oregon State, you know, and from high school, you know, in high school I was a winner. <laughs> we won that inter, we won that intercom, and we won a lot. So going to Oregon State, um, three head coaches, three position coaches, uh, rebuilding every year, you know, it, it was just kind of tough on me because I'm so used to winning, and now this program doesn't really win, you know, and um, – and once I entered the portal, I was determined to win. And coming here on my official, uh, Coach Howe, Coach Cox, you know, and they really talked about winning and how, how they were going to do it and how they believed that the corner pieces was needed, uh, their, their last need for them to win a national title or a big, uh, uh, big sky championship. So that's pretty much what got me here. It's an interesting factor because when we break down the Grizz, which we do on our show so often, that's the number one thing I've always pointed to as well. I mean, Montana's running this really sweet 
pretty uh, intricate uh, and pretty unique defense with you know all the different pressures you guys can bring, the way that the linebackers operate, playing multiple gaps at once. It just seems like such a sweet defense, multiple DBs on the field all the time with the three-safety look pretty often. But it seems to me that this, the way that the defensive scheme itself can take the next step is by having lockdown corners on the outside. So were you aware of that? I mean, did they sell you on the actual schematics of this as well? Were you aware of, of just the way a lockdown corner can impact this system? Uh, kind of. I, I really didn't know what kind of defense they really ran until we really practiced and got into it. Uh, they, he kind of, Coach Cox kind of described it as it was It was different, you know. It was different that a lot of, uh, they ran it at San Diego State and uh, how uh, Mississippi State run our defense right now and things like that. But I, I was just, I, I really didn't understand, like, why it was so different. But now playing in it, it's just so... <laughs> I, I totally understand now, but yeah, having my down corners that so you can just blitz and man up. I mean, it, it's a defensive coordinator's dream. I know Coach Bear's happy. I know it's probably um, frustrating, and it takes a lot of patience to have to wait for when you guys actually do get to take the field in an actual game. But that said, I mean, what do you think of the work you guys have been able to put in the last eleven months, and, and how much more comfortable are you individually playing within the scope of that scheme? Uh, I, I get the scheme now. Now, uh, spring compared to spring ball and fall, like I, I feel like I know the scheme like the back of my hand. Uh, I played quarterback also in high school, so I, I started at quarterback and safety. So I, I was on the field 100 percent of the time. But I, my knowledge level of the game, I feel like is is pretty high. I have to know all the offensive plays and all the defensive plays, running offense and defense. So I kind of get adapted to the scheme wise pretty quick it kind of took me a little while here though because the scheme is so different but i think i got it now yeah so interesting too you transfer in with not just a teammate but a, a guy who's also at your position with omar hicks anu what was it like to to think about the two of you ending up at montana together and did you collaborate somewhat in that decision or talking about that or is it just sort of how it worked out and then it turns out you're with your fellow beaver and now a grizzly together uh it's kind of both things you know uh Coach Cox reached out to me um, after he offered me when I was in the portal, and he he asked me about Omar, and I was like, that would be a huge get. Omar played a lot of football uh, at safety at nickel, so his transition to corner wasn't wasn't a terrible transition at all. And uh, me and him were both on our official here, and we were just talking the whole time, like, should we really do this? You know, <laughs> Beavers, <laughs> Beavers the Grizzlies. And um, and we did it. I mean, I think it helped. It helped a lot with me coming here too. Uh, it kind of made the decision decision a little easier. You know, I got someone that that I'm doing the transition period with, so it definitely helped. I'm happy to be here with Omar. And speaking of Beavers, there's a Beaver that turned into a Bobcat too. Jeffrey Manning Jr. is expected to be probably a starting safety at Montana <laughs> State too. So, I mean, what was that? What's that like? You got one of your old secondary members going to the rival. I was trying to get him here. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Je- Jeffrey Manning, that's my guy. Uh, we were roommates. We-, we were in the same class, 2017, and uh, we were roommates uh, my freshman year. And then we lived in the same apartment complex when we moved out of the dorm. So, like, me and Jeff, our connection is unbreakable. Um, so, even though he he, he he he's with the, with the other side, you know, I- I'm still rooting for him. 
Trey John Cotton joining us, the safety, excuse me, cornerback now for the University of Montana, a redshirt sophomore uh, coming into when whatever season is next. He will be a redshirt sophomore. <laughs> Happy to have him here with us. And Trey John, I want to talk to you about moving to Missoula. Obviously, you know, coming from Sacramento originally, uh, you know, very diverse place. Corvallis, I'm not really sure what the makeup is, but what's it been like for you to be in Missoula? And I know you, uh, you know, have spent a lot of time thinking and working on, you know, diversity and equality. Quality and and racial justice issues uh, in general since you've been here. A great article in the Montanan, the alumni magazine uh, that uh, that you wrote an essay for, and, and I know that that is an important part of of your life and your view right now. And what's it been like for you in Missoula uh, since you've been here in that respect? Uh, yeah, Missoula. Missoula is a great place. There's a lot of food. It's it's like coming from a city like Sacramento. Uh, you know, Sacramento's busy. It's busy. It's busy. And Montana, Montana, just like calm, like cars just be cruising, and like I don't know, it's just the scenery and everything is just calm. And um, but you have to face the fact that it, it, it's not a lot of diversity here. And at, at Oregon State, it, it, it wasn't. It, it was diverse enough. I think the athletics part of Oregon State was real diverse. It was a lot of a lot of different nationalities on the football team, on the basketball team. And, and that diversity really isn't even here in Montana sports. So that, that that's, that's the big difference. And then after everything that happened with like the George Floyd and the social injustice that's been going on, I feel like I, I needed to step up and make a change, you know? And then I, that's when I joined the athletics diversity and inclusion committee. I was blessed to be nominated and I took my nomination and uh, we're fighting for equality, justice, and unity for, uh, you know what I mean? Black people. And I feel like this is huge. I feel like me doing it here and people actually listening to the message I'm trying to, that we, the committee are trying to, uh, set out. I feel like just, just listening. I feel like we just need to, educate people that's what it is it's just ignorance and um we just really just need to educate people on the issues that are going on because sometimes people are stuck in their bubble in their bubble you know a lot a lot of my teammates may have never went through the experience that i went through as a black man here you know so i, I feel like they just need to to listen and i feel like i feel like we're doing a great job on the committee uh we, we all got these we got bracelets made that has equality justice and unity on them that we've been passing out to student athletes and um it, it, it's it's been great it's been great so far an athletic team can be such an example of multiculturalism of diversity and i, I, I a lot of times in montana some of the most diverse sectors of uh, a rather non-diverse population are like the football team the basketball team you see it both in montana montana state so do you feel like the harmony that you guys work with as teammates hasn't has a, a chance to set an example for the community because it seems to me like this is the greatest example of people from different backgrounds and races and nationalities working together. Exactly. I feel like sports sports brings people together. You know, like my, my, like my, my teammates that are white, black, Mexican, like that doesn't mean nothing to me because I just see brothers that I'm going to war with, you know, and People, I, I just don't like when people say that they don't see color because 
to an extent, you have to see color. You have to know the, the differences that people are going through. You know what I mean? So I feel like we're, we're trying to get that message across that you have to see color to an extent and act accordingly. You know, I think it's so important for uh, that message to be sent and, and, and especially, you know, the in- inclusivity group that, that you are a part of and the message that's trying to be sent there, I think is, is such an important one, especially, you know, in a place where we don't have, like you said, I mean, there's not a ton of diversity in that respect, but also for you to come to a place like Montana, has it been educational for you to go, oh, wow, okay, this is kind of what rural Canadian bordering state is sort of like, and, and maybe there's some fun in there too, right? To do some things that maybe you haven't gotten to do or see some things that you hadn't seen before. Exactly. Exactly. I, I never, you could ask me a year ago, I, I, I never thought I'll end up in Montana. <laughs> this is a state I never really thought I'll have to visit or live in, you know? So coming here and just seeing how life is really just different here. I mean, it, it, it's been, it's been nice though. It's been nice. It, it's, it's a, it's a nice change. Um, like there's mountains surrounding us with snow. Like I'm from, I'm from California. We don't, we don't get no snow. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> yeah. So like the snow, you know, I'm, I'm seeing deer run, run across the road when I'm driving. It, it's just, it's just a different scenery and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I thought the one thing that was uh, so telling of the power that a platform can provide is when you and a couple of your teammates, Omar Hexono, Sammy Kim, Smart Toure, uh, I know that there was the controversy down in the in, in the Bitterroot with the Derby football coach and and all the uh, you know just straight offensive comments that he made. But I know that you guys really kind of took a stand against that, and you really spoke out on behalf of of people around the United States, basically saying this is not okay. We can't stand for this sort of uh, prejudice, this sort of um, racist comments. And, and and they made a difference. I, that guy ended up having to be forced into resignation. He doesn't have the job as the head football coach. So did, did that give you a sense of, of maybe empowerment, knowing that, you know, you do have a platform and people actually are listening to what you have to say? Definitely. I feel like Sam, Sammy's a great dude. And, and, and he, I feel like, him here in Missoula, he's he's one of the top figures uh, behind like the Black Lives Matter and things like that. He, he makes sure his voices are heard, and I, I just seeing him stand on what he represents and standing so strong. And then you know Omar, Omar's the same way. Uh, when we was at Oregon State, Omar was a part of the Black Student Union too, so he he's already familiar with and getting involved with with things like this. And then Samori too, you know. We all, we all, cause that, we were kind of clicked together, you know, and we were all just talking about this. Like, we have to use our platform for change, and we felt like we were, we weren't gonna, we weren't doing our people right if we didn't use our platform for change. And like the Darby situation, like, it, it was just shocking how nobody was really saying nothing about it. So we feel like we had to do something, cause, cause I couldn't imagine my my kid or my nephew or something playing under a coach like that. Like uh, I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. So we definitely have to speak out and make sure the right thing happened in that situation. And I feel like we, we've just been rolling ever since. Trey John Cotton joining us, uh, cornerback at the university of Montana. 
Trigger, the last thing I wanted to get to here, this is remarkable, this timeline, how this has worked out. You graduate in 2017, I guess it is, from from high school. You go, you redshirt in the 2017 season at Oregon State. You play in the 2018 season as a freshman. You were injured in the 2019 season, and when you transferred, thus received a waiver. So you enter as a redshirt sophomore, but there was two seasons that you actually didn't play. Now you have a full waiver this season, even you know even if even if we play in the spring so in the fall of 2021 regardless of the spring of 2021 you're going to be a sophomore with three years of eligibility remaining four or five years removed from high school already with a with your undergraduate degree pursuing a master's i'm interested to know what phd program you're going to go into in order to fill out your eligibility on the football field but this is pretty remarkable right like how much school you're getting done graduating in three and a half years and then going into a master's degree and still having all this football out ahead of you that's that's just crazy right how this kind of all worked out yeah, I, I, I've been talking to my family about that, too. Like, I was already on track because school always came number one for me. Like, nobody in my family has a degree. My nephews, my cousins, my brothers and sisters, they're, they're looking to me to, to, do, to break the curse, you know, to do something different in my family. So I knew I really had to get the degree. My grandma always told me to, to, to get the degree and everything else will come. So... I was on track to graduate early at Oregon State and choosing Montana. They told me that they were going to implement a public health program. I'm majoring in public health. That's my major. And they told me that they were implementing a a new public health program that was going to happen in the spring, but it didn't happen in spring. It happened this fall. So, but my credit still transferred over. So I graduate next spring. So spring 21, 2021 is going to be a busy spring for me. I, I'm preparing for graduation, a season, an internship. So it's going to be pretty busy, but I'm, I'm extremely grateful because after that, fall 2021, I'll be working on my master's degree, and I'll probably go into a, a pu- public health also for my master's degree, so I have a master's in public health. Well, not not as if it's a good thing, but you do have a pretty good real life example of of public health logistics going on right now with the global pandemic, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, my sister in law has a degree in, in public health as well, and she's always talking. She's like, "Well, you know, this is what we went to school for is the observation of this sort of phenomenon." But Trajan, we'll get you out of here on this. Just tell us what are the next couple weeks and months hold for you. I mean, I'd probably wrap up the semester this next week, and then. Um, basically figure out wait until when, when you guys can start preparing for a season whenever that might come but what's the mindset of yourself and the team going into what is basically an extension of an already longest off season in the history of college football <laughs> well I, I know this team just working with them be working over the break and I, i'll be doing the same i'll be going back to sacramento probably in the next few weeks and uh be training with my trainer Brandon Thompson, who who plays who played in CFL, went to Boise State. He's down in Sacramento, so I'll be training with him and uh, Gabe Lemon, who's also a trainer in Sacramento. He played at San Diego State, so uh, I, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna be grinding, training, ready, uh, making sure my body's right for this for this six game season. Even though it's gonna be more playoffs and all that, but I'm I'm just gonna be ready, prepare, prepare prepare to win and that's pretty much it 
Well, Trey John, I'll tell you what, we really appreciate you taking the time out, spending it uh, with us, and, uh, and and introducing yourself to us by way of this conversation. We appreciate it very much, and uh, sharing your experiences, your story, and obviously the football side of this thing as well, which we're we're all overly excited about to uh, to get this thing rolling when we certainly can. But thanks so much, and be well, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you very much for having me. There you go. Trey John Cotton. Great to talk to him. Really enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate him uh, and his time being here with us. ESPN Roundtable brought to us as it is every Wednesday by Paradise Falls. That man, that line he had in there where he says, when people say that they don't see color, that's the wrong way of looking about it. You got to see color and realize that though, even when we, though we might look different, we aren't different. I thought that was such a profound line. Like what a line. For the kid. Love having him on the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls in Missoula. If you need a place to check out the Grizz game tomorrow against Southern Utah, they got a couple of the biggest TVs I've ever seen. They just they just put them in. Look out. And uh, they are all hooked up. They're going to be one of the only places that I know of that when the Grizz and the Lady Grizz are playing at the same time, they can show both games simultaneously. So they're going to have... Each every other screen will be Grizz Lady Grizz, and they also have other sports on as well. But if you want to, you know, there's no fans allowed at home games. So if there's sure. a home and away, you want to check out Lady Grizz. Obviously, Lady Grizz canceled this week. But if there's a time when you have both, then you go check them out at Paradise Falls. Or when break. you have one, like or when you have Saturday, one, exactly. Yeah. So go check out the new TVs, 18 draft beers. When the Grizz game's going, you're gonna be coming up right on that late happy hour as well. So you can get three dollar cocktails, three dollar beers, half price apps. Paradise Falls. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's cool hotspot. Also, if you need holiday gifts, they're doing $50 worth of gift cards. Next $10 is free. For every 50 you spend, nice. 10 bucks free. So if you want to give the gift of a uh, nice meal or some cocktails or whatever it might be out, or they also do to go stuff too, check out Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls in Missoula. Missoula's cool hotspot. The Grizzlies taking on Southern Utah tomorrow. We talk with Southern Utah head men's basketball coach Todd Simon next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Welcome back to Telling Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. Outstanding to be with all of you on this very fine Wednesday evening. Hope you are well. And in a year where it seems like we've had to wait around for everything, they moved conference play right to the front of the list in Big Sky Basketball. That is for sure. Tomorrow, marking the opening of conference play, the scheduled opening, obviously, as we heard, the Lady Grizz and Southern Utah women's team not playing uh, due to a coronavirus positive test on the Lady Thunderbirds team, but the men will be playing. The Grizzlies are going to be in Cedar City tomorrow to take on uh, Southern Utah tomorrow, and then once again on Saturday, and we are joined by the head coach of the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, Todd Simon. Coach Simon, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. Thanks for having me. 
Happy to have you on. Thanks for coming back on with us. And, uh, you know, obviously we know how odd everything has been. You've played two games, and now here you are with the Montana Grizzlies to open conference play right off the get. Uh, obviously a tough challenge, but also Montana is a team that you uh, and your club has played very, very well, a two-point loss in the regulation last year uh, in, in, in Cedar City, and then a win in overtime on senior night in Missoula, a big win for your club that parlayed into a win in the postseason as well. Why do you think your team has played so well against Montana? Uh, well, I think a lot of it, you know, there's so much respect for the, for the Montana program and and getting up for that game is is, is pretty easy. And, and uh, I think our styles probably match a little bit, you know, more and, and, and in terms of, uh, you know, it's a physical game between both of us. And I think that that lends to uh, pretty competitive games. Coach Simon, hey, Coulter Nuanas, uh, thanks so much for joining us once again. The fact is that the last time that these two teams played, that was some 270-plus days ago, and we've had hardly any basketball between then and now. How long has it felt for you and your club between the end of the Big Sky Tournament when it kind of all got abruptly called off and then the opening of this season? Yeah, you know, it almost feels like an eternity ago, but we're, we're looking uh, looking back in the abrupt ending of that season just never felt like there was any closure. Uh, and it's almost like it, that season ago, which, you know, was still in 2020. It's almost talked about like it was ancient history compared to, uh, what we've been in now. And, and it, it just, things are different and, and, but it, but it's been good. It's been good. A lot of new, new players, new, uh, new feel, new protocols. It's just kind of a different vibe, but, you're exactly right. It, it, it feels feels like a long time ago that we were uh, actually tipping up and playing uh, playing playing regular season Big Sky basketball. Well, last couple of years, I know you've been able to recruit both from the high school ranks and the transfer ranks some of the most talented players that have come into the Big Sky Conference. But it seems to me coming into this year, I have a little bit more stability just in terms of the guys that have been a part of your program for several years. I, I've always loved watching Dre Marine play. He's a great player. I thought John Knight III was one of the breakout players in the league a year ago. Um, Harrison Butler, one of the most entertaining guys in the league. Got to love his antics and the, motors he, and the motor he plays with. Just tell us a little bit about the dynamic of your team. It seems like you have a few more veteran guys coming back this year that are kind of used to your program, your style, than maybe in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, that, that that's kind of a little bit of uh, how we've built this thing. We, we knew we needed to infuse you know, some talent on, on throughout the roster and try to get better a little quicker uh with some older guys but but also uh bringing in freshmen to mix to kind of create a nice little blend where where now we're kind of starting for the first time kind of seeing the fruits of the labor of having three and four year guys Ivan Madunich and and Mason Fawcett's of the world those type of guys along with the guys you mentioned where they know the system it's second nature they know our culture you know they're in the locker room they know they know how to reinforce what we're doing and in in there's a lot of refining as opposed to teaching because those guys make up uh, a huge part of getting people on board a little bit quicker or getting them up to speed outside of, uh, outside of the lines. And uh, so, so that part of it's been great. I think that's important for any program. And, and that's hopefully we'll still keep kind of doing that. We'll start keep bringing in guys. that will be program guys, but we'll also, you know, we've, we've had success with transfers and, I think they uh, we we attract them and 
because of their the previous guy's success, we get the next one. And, and so, so we'll, we'll be a nice little bend for years, and, and, I, and we really like our group that we have this year. Really good kids and play really hard. Todd Simon joining us, the head coach of the Southern Utah men's basketball team, Southern Utah, hosting the Montana Grizzlies tomorrow and then again on Saturday to open Big Sky Conference conference play. Uh, coach, interesting that you know you have these returners that you've got. Meanwhile, Montana, who has generally built its program through a lot of veteran guys who have come through, matriculated through the program, have a whole bunch of new faces this season. I know they've played one game, so it's hard to tell, but give me the scout here on this Grizzly team. What do you see when you look at Montana here in the 2020-2021 season? Well, uh, very, very talented group. You know, they they have always done a good job. I mean, and bring them players and a lot of length, they, they, a lot of uh, uh, unique uh, pieces. And they're going to be able to play a lot of different styles of basketball. They go big, go small, stretch you out, throw in the paint. Uh, so so that, that's going to be, um, you know, an asset for them is, is the, the unique ability to play multiple styles. Uh, and that, So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. You know, they've felt like a couple of those guys were there forever. And and right. uh, so it's not seeing the the princess of the world ain't gonna break my heart, but it uh, <laughs> it does feel like it was there forever. And uh, uh, so you know, so it's gonna be a little bit different different group. I'm I'm excited to compete and kind of give a little get a little feel for you know what their identity is gonna be as they, the season evolves because there is a lot of talented individuals for sure. Just the one game under the belt for Montana at USC on Saturday, and uh, I thought the Grizz. They were overwhelmed by USC's size early, but they kind of settled in and actually won the last 27 minutes of that game and were actually able to match up with that size. And I think that a couple of the newcomers to the Grizz, Michael Stedman, the transfer from San Jose State, and along with Josh Bannon, the, the freshman, those guys give Montana an added element of size. But then you mentioned Madunich, your redshirt senior, who's a six foot eleven, seven footer, and you pair him next to Fawcett and Butler. It seems like this is a matchup of maybe the two teams in the league that have maybe the most prevalent numbers on the front lines in the front court. So, what do you think of that element? How's the battle in the paint going to go tomorrow night? Yeah, and and I think both of our teams are kind of hard nosed. I mean, we've kind of you kind of see in our matchups over the years. I mean. There's not going to be cutters coming across the paint. There's not going to be missed blockouts. I mean, we're both both of our squads are going to are going to be up for you know a fight, and, and we got length and, and some girth amongst those guys that are going to really bang with each other, and, and that's what kind of makes this match fun. Um, so so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, see how it all kind of plays out. But there's no question. I think we're both probably both the two of those teams in the league that can probably play a little bigger, um, you know, and and leave everybody out there and, and do that in the big sky. So that, that part will be a little bit interesting because you see a lot of smaller ball in, in our conference overall as, as a general rule. And and uh, so I know our big boys will, be, will, will enjoy that, to have someone their size to kind of go against. Coach, one thing Coulter and I talked about regarding your club earlier in the show was just you talked about the infusion of talent, trying to bring in guys, but it also has resulted in having a lot of guys who really haven't played very much together, especially early on in seasons. But you have progressed so much each and every year and then have an outstanding resume in the Big Sky Conference Tournament in the postseason. But now this season that you do have some guys that have been there for a little bit, know the system, all that, what do you anticipate out of your club this year? Well, what you hope is, you know, every year we, we just try to be peaking at the end, and and that's been our focus. And 
with so many new guys every year, you, you know, I think we've seen some inconsistency. You know, every year we get a little bit better, a little bit better, and we keep progressing up, but we haven't been able to turn that corner to make the leap into the top couple of teams, and, and that's where we got to get to. Um, and uh, and I think with hopefully with the returners, you just kind of hope that that progression of, of the evolving team, you know, with instead of having four new starters, okay, maybe now we're – we're talking about maybe one or two this year, you know, where that are kind of getting used to what we're doing. And then the rest of the guys got a natural progression, natural flow of getting better and working their way in the rotation instead of relying on, you know, four new guys figuring it out on the fly. So we're just hoping that maybe we're, we're peaking at the end. Maybe now we're, we're kind of picking up where we left off because those guys are back and, and and you build off of that and find consistency throughout the season and continue to get better and peak at the end. And I think that's how you win a championship. So we're, we're kind of hoping we've got high hopes for the season for sure. Well, coach, last question for you, get you out of here on this quick turnaround and then you play the same team. So what do you expect that dynamic to be like? Well, it's going to be unique. It's going to be unique. Yeah. You know, you talk about your adjustments, and we're putting in adjustments on Monday for that we may never have to make for for Saturday. You know, it's okay. Here's Plan A. Is this is what it is? But let's also look at this and just have this in the tool bag in case we need to make this adjustment on a one day, you know, turnaround um, for, for 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 Saturday. And there's a little bit of an art to have enough things in the bag that. You know, enough reps on those things that you can try to do that on the fly. So that's going to be unique. Um, you know, and these games get get chippy, they get physical, and you got to see each other twice in in under forty eight hours. <laughs> I think they're going to have some uh, knockdown, drag out Saturday games. I think, uh, which is which is great. Which would be which would be really good. So I think the competitiveness will be will be good, and it'll be a little unique. But I'm excited to kind of see how it plays out. Todd Simon, head coach of the Southern Utah men's basketball team. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. We we appreciate it. And if, if things don't go great in basketball, you have a career in radio, my friend. I mean, that is that is one that transfers right there. I'm telling you what. So we appreciate you being with us. Oh, I appreciate it. No, anytime. I, I certainly enjoy following you guys. You guys do a phenomenal job for, for not only Montana, but for the big sky. And, and uh, you know, we certainly appreciate all the coverage that we can get and uh, hopefully it'll be great games the next two days. So everybody's passed uh, the COVID test and we're ready to roll. We got one victory out of the way. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Hey, I mean, that's for all of us. You guys play it out, figure it out for yourselves, for everybody else. It's already a huge win. We got <laughs> basketball coming in conference. So that's fantastic. Coach. Thanks so much. Best of luck. You got it. Thanks for having me. Todd Simon, head coach of Southern Utah. Quick break on the other side. Tom Wistersill, commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, a two-year extension. We'll discuss that next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or 
or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Welcome back to Telenuanas, 1290 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the show today, give it a listen on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, listen at your leisure on your time. The podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, and it is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Right now, up on the website, 1029ESPN.com, you go there, and uh, you click on the link, and you you enter to win a William Henry pocket knife. If you're watching at home, we'll show a couple little pictures up here. It's hard to see. You really need to get and get up close because these are relatively small and unbelievably intricate pieces, which uh, are handmade, every one of them completely unique. The one we're giving away is a uh, silver and turquoise handled with Damascus steel blade, hand-forged Dozens, a dozen layers of steel making up the blade. We're giving this away. It is uh, from R.P. Ellis uh, Jewelry downtown. That's right. It's a jewelry piece. It's uh, not from, not from you know, it's not your hunting store knife. This is a, a collector's item pocket knife. Go tell us who's going to win the Super Bowl and one word why they're going to win the Super Bowl up there at 10290ESPN.com. We're giving this away Friday, okay, day after tomorrow. So you got less than 48 hours to get your entry in there some great ones coming through we're enjoying this enjoying making you work to the tune of one word to tell us why uh enjoying it Coulter, last couple minutes here tom wistersill the commissioner of the big sky conference got a two-year extension uh to uh, lebron james hey how about that same day i wonder who's is more valuable <laughs> no you don't 83 mil, 85 mil. 85 mil two Whoop. years Seems like he's getting underpaid. Uh, the fact of the matter is, that's actually a realistic statement. LeBron oh, James is grossly underpaid. Not, not a question. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, LeBron James would be underpaid at a hundred million dollars for what he does for the NBA. A uh, hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, that's true. Uh, but in any case, uh, Tom Wister still hundred million dollars a year there too. Stamp it, um, <laughs> man. But you know, he's coming. He, he's been the commissioner now. About two years, right? Uh-huh. He's, he's, it was like December of uh, 2018 when he took over, and we're two years into it, and he's got another couple of years. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, it takes some time to kind of get, you know, when you're not from the conference, don't have great familiarity and relationships built and all of that. But uh, you and I, our interactions with uh, with Commissioner Wister still have always been very, very good. He's, you know, uh, obviously has a great lay of the land athletically at the collegiate level, been an athletic director. He's been on the media side of this thing. And I think that that's, you know, part of where his strengths lie. And, you know, I think uh, 
he's been he's done a good job. And also, after you have a longstanding commissioner like Doug Fullerton, followed by uh, uh, you know a commissioner who's there for just a short time, you know, and Andre Williams who's there for two years and gone, not even that to have a little stability at the position is is a good thing. And uh, you know, from what I can see, he, he's he's doing a good job. I mean, a lot of the the work of a commissioner is administrative and is trying to sort of keep all of these different threads that are pulling apart of all these institutions together and cohesive. And, uh, you know, it continues on. So congratulations to uh, Commissioner Fulton on, uh, you know, a couple Worcester more years. Shill. What did I say? Fulton. Fulton. Worcester Sill. Pardon. Pardon. <laughs> it's on the mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. Um, stability in the league is a good thing. So, uh, you know, it's pretty – Pretty much impossible to evaluate someone that's in that position at this exact moment. They keep rolling out schedules, and there's supposedly sports <laughs> going to be being played so, tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, that's about as good as I think you could ask for this time. Boys and girls, have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Get the Grizz basketball season started. Two telling one. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. Dot org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.